0: If you are in Sydney or Melbourne, listen up, because we have some exciting news for you. Listen.
1: Yeah, listen. Saturday, July. Melbourne, we are doing Do Go On The Quiz Show live one night only or one afternoon only, part of the Replay Festival at Comedy Republic on Saturday, July 6th at 3 p.m. This is 2024. And then the next weekend in Sydney, we are going out for a live Do Go On podcast at the fabulous Ritz Cinema on Saturday, July 13th at 3 p.m. Also 2024.
2: Yeah, 2024, yeah. Listen.
1: Yeah. Listen. Listen. Hey, Ugh. and get tickets. Buy ticket at Come tickets on. At dogoonpod.com. Com. Come. Let's start. Do- Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's Bombus.com slash ACAST,
2: code ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you.
1: Do go on. My name is Dave Warnocky. How are we feeling out there? Yeah. Hello. Hey, thank you so much for coming out to our Christmas special for putting the festive season into the season. Would you please welcome to the stage Matt Stewart and Just Perkins? Hello. <laughs> Jess, I think you might be the most pumped up person here
0: Yeah That's gonna last That's gonna last
2: Where is everybody? I'm tired There's some empty seats out there Where are they? There's Where some people you? coming in now Dad? This is our big Christmas pageant, Dad <laughs> You promised You promised you'd be here We saved him a special seat <laughs> Far back corner Don't like looking at him
0: Don't like it. <laughs> We've got an ugly dad We've
2: got an ugly dad not his fault But not It is not what Andrew, it is, is it? It's, oh, not our our fault. Fault. it's
0: not our fault not our fault Is anyone now, wait, blaming us We collectively have an ugly dad yeah.
1: Well speak for yourselves My dad's hot <laughs> So hot Dave, okay, I was
0: doing a bit where we all had the same dad. We all dad. had the, clearly all, all had, had the, the we same clearly dad. clearly all had the same dad. Yeah,
1: well I'm doing a bit where my dad is hot,
2: which is the truth. <laughs> that's, not a, that's not a bit. It's Martin's not a, bit. a very hot guy. Yeah. He's a sexy, sexy man. That's not, that's not funny when you just say, yeah, my objectively hot dad is hot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we all know that. We've all seen him that time on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Yeah, do you remember? Do you remember that time? He did not win any money. <laughs> Well, you know, God doesn't always give with both hands, and uh, he gave him. He took a big old scoop of hot. <laughs> he really cheaped out on the brains for Martin. <laughs> yeah, but that's when you see how hot he is. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> We've gone silly. Yeah. <laughs> very early. How
0: much Festively of that's getting silly? Getting chopped. Um, hello, everybody. How you doing? Are you good? <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Last Christmas show, of course, we had an outbreak of COVID. This year, we've kindly done the show quite early in December, so you've got time to recover. That's right. You're welcome.
1: You'll get over it.
3: You'll get over
0: it. Or not. Fucking chill out.
2: Who are we to say? I'm not a doctor. I know I am not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it's like one of those old chicken pock parties where... You go, oh, you got chicken pox? We'll go play with
3: yeah,
0: yeah. Frank yeah.
2: and Darlene. And? I was a kid very Who long time kids? ago. Um, Frank Ger- Darlene. Gertrude. Gertrude's there. <laughs> I right, can't think of any more names. Michelangelo. You're really going back. Jesus was there. How old are
0: you? <laughs> he's as old as quite, the wind. I'm quite, old. Old. I'm quite old. Quite um, old. Dave, why don't you explain um, what the fuck this is? Well, this is our eighth. Can you believe it? Eighth annual
2: Christmas special. And uh, what we do is name just, the other seven.
0: Hydrogen, helium, helium. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> fuck, if I know. Well, we've done everything from uh, the Santa Claus history of Santa Claus to last year. I did the Santa Claus robberies. And what we do is we take it in turns to report on a topic, often suggested to us by one of our listeners. We go away. And do a bit of research. Matt's done that this this year, and uh, the last time you did the live Christmas special, you did some very depressing murders. <laughs> so
0: hey, let's not forget just the last live show in general, where you just talked about somebody who fucked a dog. So <laughs> <laughs> was anyone there for that one?
2: <laughs> did not go out on the main feed. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, didn't it? No. I don't think so. Anyway, we always start with a question. Yes. To get us on topic, my mm. question this week is. The Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Have you seen it? No. I watched the other night. A few people have seen it. I
0: haven't watched it yet.
2: Terrible. Re- the reviews are in. You've watched it? Well, I'm about to talk about it for an hour, mate. So. <laughs> no, I'm not. What The Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special was released last month. What has director James Gunn cited as its main inspiration?
1: Ooh. Was that a piece of shit? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it.
2: Yeah. All right.
1: <laughs> Yeah, James Gunn Love shot him. Oh, when down. Dave's a bitch? Yeah, cop that
0: gun. Um, his main source of inspiration for the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. Yeah,
2: holiday special. Sure. Based on a, a classic of the genre. A
0: Christmas Carol?
2: No, it's not a Christmas well, Carol. I'm out. Miracle on Thirty Fourth? <laughs> no, no. Uh, if you said a different street, it would have still been no. But I like how you. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> <laughs> you did pause there and make us all wait. I should have just jumped in and said, I'll stop you right there. <laughs> yeah, okay. No Thank miracles you. involved in this one. Okay. It's almost a reverse miracle. Oh. It's just a, it's a bad thing. Yeah, it's just a bit. Is it
1: a Christmas movie?
2: It is a Christmas. Well, it's a holiday special. It's the something holiday special. Muppets. Star Wars. Star Wars. Oh, I don't know if there's anyone in the room who might know. Is uh, it Star Wars? Uh, Muppets. <laughs> Put it all together, Bob, for the Muppet point. Muppet Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Muppet Wars. It's the Star Wars Holiday Special. Okay, well. <laughs> yeah, I get the point. All right. Uh, this has been suggested just by two people, Evan Waterman from Denver, Colorado, and Pete Holburton from Melbourne. You in tonight, Pete?
3: Yes. Yeah! yeah.
1: Right, was uh, that Pete or Evan? <laughs>
0: but not Pete Evans, please.
1: <laughs> For the love of God. Oh, Imagine me to see someone slicking down in their chair. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, sorry, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Pete, this never happens, that's the best That's so good We ask that a lot, I don't think that, has that ever happened before? Um. I don't have a great memory, but <laughs> Alright, are we ready to begin? No Oh I'll, I'll take your I time need a, I need a few minutes Okay Can we just have small talk? <laughs> yeah Still getting over How the, are you? the Pete buzz <laughs> Yeah Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm all, oh, I'm jittery Anyway, yeah, no, absolutely, Let's let's kick this all off
2: right. On Friday, November the seventeenth, nineteen seventy-eight, a special television event builders a dazzling lineup of stars, animation, adventure, music, and visual effects aired on CBS in America. That TV event was the Star Wars Holiday Special. I said that like you wouldn't have already known that. Yeah! Mm, wow. I kind of gave that you away. You were building earlier. drama yeah. for no reason. It was two hours long, including ad breaks.
0: His font is so big; he's already on to page two. <laughs> I'm not even kidding I'm
1: not even kidding how many words a page are you getting
2: <laughs> well the first the first half of the page is all the all my resources <laughs> uh, different to yours mine isn't just Wikipedia <laughs> <laughs> I've got quite a few there so hey hey the sass bitch is back <laughs>
3: hey
2: that's my thing
1: <laughs> sorry uh, have either of you seen it? No. No, but it sounds great. From that little yeah. little sentence there, that sounds fantastic. It's got a bit of everything. It's yeah. got stars. It's got visual effects. Yep. It's got puppets. A, cartoon. a puppets? cartoon. Yeah, what, what a recipe for success.
2: Yep. So for context, Star Wars, the original film, was released the year before. It was a massive smash hit. Mm. Was it? Yeah, it was huge. Ah. It was like, at some point, the biggest grossing film ever. Really? Until 18. Until Avatar. Yeah, Uh that's true. And until Avatar 2, which we're all
1: so pumped up for. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, count down the days till Avatar 2 comes out? Yeah, come on. We're excited. It goes for like three hours. Oh my God.
2: (laughs) Jim, stop it.
1: Stop.
3: (laughs) Jim! Stop it.
2: Uh, so, at the same time that Star Wars a, a big hit, so were variety shows. Everyone seemed to have one. Uh, Sonny and Cher, Donnie and Marie, you know, all the big names. <laughs> the Muppets had one. So why not Han Solo and Chewbacca? <laughs> it's a question that a few people asked. And the answer was... Well, there's a lot of answers why, but... Um, <laughs> okay. It wasn't unprecedented. Uh, established variety shows had done sketches with Star Wars characters... Over the previous few months According to Frank Dear Giacomo, Writing for Vanity Fair In the fall of 1977 With the original film still in theatres Segments uh, featuring the Cantina Aliens On variety shows hosted by Donnie and Marie Osmond And Richard Pryor helped revive their box office So uh, part of the success of Star Wars Was that they had aliens on
3: Variety, variety shows, shows. <laughs>
2: Sometimes, mm-hmm. yeah uh, have you, you two have watched Star Wars? Because I'm worried that there's things in here, like if I say canteen or aliens, mm. does that mean anything to you? Yeah. 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 <laughs> How's that song go? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Everyone now. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of do do doing in there. Yeah. Do-do-do. The <laughs> <laughs> that kind it, of that's thing. It, that's <laughs> it. That's the that one. kind of thing. And Hans shot first yeah, or something. Of. Um, <laughs> one you
2: know. of the motivations for the special was to keep the Star Wars universe in the public consciousness. As the sequel. sequel. You're doing so well today. As the sequel. I think that's that's. I speak a little French, so. <laughs> Sometimes I slip into that. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, you Australians say "sequel." Yeah, but...
0: yeah.
2: Us <laughs> uncultured swine. Uh, the sequel of *The Empire Strikes Back* was still two years away. Another possible motivator was to sell toys. Mm. As sex toys. Yes. <laughs> from from the cantina. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that one's got it's got some sound
2: effects.
0: And that's what you want. Yeah, yeah, for time. sure. Noisy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming with rhythm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why did you look me in the eye for that? <laughs> <laughs>
2: As Di Giacomo wrote, Lucas had been sold on the idea that a Star Wars holiday television special would sustain interest in the franchise, move more toys off the shelves, and maybe even pick up some new fans who hadn't seen the movie. Uh, it's so funny to think of what it turned out to be <laughs> <laughs> that he thought it might have brought in new fans.
3: <laughs> so you
0: had info that we do I
2: just watched it in the bath this afternoon. <laughs> And it was, oh man, it was, yeah. Even without the bath, it felt like water torture, but. Wild. No, it was. (laughs) Has anyone seen it? Yeah. Pretty bad. Bad, okay.
1: Did you watch it in the bath? No. That could have been your mistake. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) Report back to us.
2: Uh, According to Jessica Roy writing for the LA Times, Lucas was very busy in 1978. Expectations were high for the sequel, and he was moving his production company to Northern California. So he didn't have time to get very involved with the special. That's always good. He came up with the general concept, though. Uh, and I don't know have you heard anything about it mm, no so he came up with a general concept which was to expand on the Wookiees and, in, and to introduce Chewbacca's family sure so it was going to be very Wookiee heavy great it was all he like at, at one point he just wanted it to be a whole movie about Wookiees yeah great the people <laughs> who can't talk yeah
0: <laughs> what do they sound like though
2: ooh <laughs> <laughs>
1: Right, what, was that the Mrs. Doubtfire crossover? <laughs> Hello!
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, no, I can't remember. What do they sound like? Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's got to be someone in here who can do a... a... There it is. Uh, gargling. It's a, it's, a gargling. Yeah, it's in the
0: back of the throat.
2: Uh, according to Charles Lippincott, who worked with Lucas at the time...
0: <laughs> Lippincott.
2: what did I say
0: no they heard lip and cock but that's on them Matt that's not on you that's not on you
2: (laughs) I was with you I was with you I heard (laughs) lip and cock lip and cock yeah I can see why that might get a little reaction (laughs) and what would that sound like (laughs) (laughs)
3: Uh,
2: so according to lip and cock uh (laughs) (laughs) Who worked with Lucas at the time. The special was always intended to be a variety-type show, but he explains, we wanted something that was going to make us different to other variety shows. We didn't want the same old, same old.
0: In... But... (laughs) (laughs) Variety (laughs) shows. (laughs) There's
2: not the variety in these shows. Yeah, yeah.
1: All these variety shows, they're all the same. Mm. (laughs) None of them have
2: Wookiees. So that's why they brought in David Akomba. They thought he's the rock right guy to direct. He was like a rock and roll bad boy director.
0: <laughs> Love that. He wore sunglasses. I
2: imagine like cigarette up yeah. the you know, shirt oh, sleeve, yeah. maybe a leather jacket, yeah. rode to set on a Harley. Oh man, yeah. that guy's combing his hair all the time. Yeah. It's the Um, So that's the guy they wanted in there because Lucas and that didn't have time to be there. They're like, at least we got a director. The TV studio, they're from a different world to us. But we've got our guy in there who's looking after it. But Akamba said he increasingly sensed that there was not only a gaping generational divide between him and the producers, but also a cultural <laughs> impasse between the Get It Right film camp and the I Need It Yesterday TV people. So on the Lucas side, they were they were auteurs. Yes. They were artistic. They yes. wanted they had a vision. They wanted to get it right. Whereas the TV people were like, just do it. Who cares? Aliens? Who gives a shit? Yeah.
0: I think I'm a TV person.
2: <laughs> uh, it was a mix that never mixed, says Lenny Rips, one of the writers. And you everyone can tell he's a writer. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's beautiful.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, you haven't even got to the end of this oh my quote. God. I mean if you like the first half of this quote. He said, and everyone was good, but I'm sure there wasn't a bad welder on the Titanic either.
0: (laughs) Now that makes you think. Yeah. Yeah. There probably wasn't.
2: No. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I do.
0: (sighs) Also, welding's one of those things that I've sort of I've never done it, but I reckon I'd be great at it. (laughs) You know I can see that How hard could it be Remember when Just Mo- keep going Until it's all stuck together
2: Our ex-Prime Minister Scott Morrison Thought oh. that During the Remember that Yeah I'll just have a closer look What a fucking idiot <laughs> Whipped up the mask Yeah What a truly stupid man <laughs> Take no prisoners tonight Bopper
0: Yeah I had a seven minute Bike ride From work to here And I'm all jazzed up
2: <laughs> First Chris Evans Now Scott Morrison Who's next
3: <laughs>
2: what did I say? Which Pete one did Evans. I fuck up? Peter. Okay. Who's
3: I was lost <laughs> to what you were talking about, sorry,
0: Wait, it's who's, yeah.
2: who's Chris Evans? Captain America. Captain America. I <laughs>
0: check kid at the back has headphones on yep
3: kid at the back
0: yep <laughs> he's got headphones on he's all right he's having a good time i just want to check i just want to double check the headphones were still
1: on we're good okay. well, it's good to know now there's a kid in there <laughs> and he's got headphones on. i also on. did not know i assume he's uh, listening to one of our other quality
2: podcasts <laughs> Is there possibly a book cheat episode in this. headphones
3: <laughs>
2: yeah uh so by the time the cameras rolled, Lucas had moved on and Akumba, the director, the bad boy. <laughs> yeah, fond. He realised he was in over his head, saying, for me, there was no centre. I couldn't seem to grasp it. I'm the director. I'm supposed to know. I'm supposed to draw on something that makes it all work. And so in those first few days of, sh- of shooting, everything came home to roost and it was hell. He's just like what the what is this? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. What am I doing?
0: Sounds like it was panicking. It's good when the director's having a crisis Yes. Yeah. That uh, filters down in a beautiful way. This sounds like
1: <laughs> sounds like a real bad boy, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, oh no. What am I doing? Oh, no.
2: <laughs> he only ended up shooting a handful of segments before he left the project. Uh, one of them being the scene featuring golden girl star B Arthur singing. In a in the alien canteen. Perfect, yeah. Yep. That makes sense. Uh, sources say Akumba seemed overwhelmed by the demands of television production, such as shooting a scene with multiple cameras to cover various angles.
0: That was a bit overwhelming.
2: Yeah. For he's like, I'm used to just shooting with one camera.
0: <laughs> he's used to it taking way longer. Now that they're doing it with multiple cameras, he's like, oh, I don't know what's going on?
2: So instead of directing the scenes via monitors from a control booth, as most TV directors do, he worked the floor like a movie director, which greatly annoyed the tight-knit staff of TV veterans. <laughs> L. Puritz, uh, uh, an ass prod on the <laughs> series, said, he was a loose cannon. <laughs>
1: so, because usually you sit in the studio and they say, camera one, now go to two, but he's in the studio yelling that out. <laughs> camera one! <laughs> <laughs> Two Go to four Take three And it's like You can hear that Over the whole segment Yeah it's still in the final
2: cut <laughs> <of them. laughs> B. Arthur's singing <laughs> You was see a Come on uh, he, got, he got so overwhelmed uh, That he quit via telegram <laughs> <laughs> That's a sign of a flustered man Yeah <laughs> He didn't even tell his agent. He's like, I'm, I'm sending off a telegram, stop, I quit, stop.
0: Make it stop, stop. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: uh, so with a combo gone, the show had to go on and Steve Binder was brought in to take over. Binder was uh, an experienced director of TV specials, most notably for Elvis's 1968 comeback special. So his um. CV has got... Elvis' comeback special and the Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> it's
0: not a bad CV.
2: Not a bad CV. I
0: think the fact that he has experience with TV specials bodes a little better, do you think? Yes. Because that's what, that's what they're filming. That's what
2: they're filming, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that helps. And apparently he, he was good in, like, stressful situations. Apparently, before the Elvis special, Elvis was like, I'm not going out, and he talked him into doing
0: yeah, it. Yeah, right. He said, you fucking go out there. You have a contractual obligation. <laughs> yeah. You get the fuck. I don't give a fuck. Fuck that you're Elvis. (laughs) You're just some fucking guy to me. Get out there. Or your head will be in a bucket. (laughs) What's it going to be, Elvis? And it was a beautiful
2: show. (laughs) Ironically, ended up dying on a bucket of (laughs) (laughs)
3: sorts.
2: It's been said... Uh, that if it wasn't for Binder, The special wouldn't have been able to be completed at all It was already in a lot of trouble And when he got there
0: He told everybody You fucking <laughs> <laughs> go out there
2: Producers were like Oh man, if you weren't here Yeah This would be done That <laughs> so was still already way over budget No one really knew what was going on It was a big mess
1: He's threatening Yoda
2: <laughs> You fucking get out of there
1: Go out there Get out there, fuck <laughs> Or whatever, you, however you speak. <laughs> Get out there fucking. You know how he speaks. <laughs> you know what I'm going for there. Fill in the blanks yourself, yeah, people. Come on.
0: We don't have
2: to do all the work for you, do we?
3: <laughs>
2: uh, it seems like... It seems so like part of the problem was the writers and George Lucas were not on the same page. So you had the Lucas camp and then you had these TV writers. Yeah. They were used to writing jokes and doing old slapstick sort of, what do you, vo- uh, Voldemort? What do you call Vauderville? it? Vaudeville. Vaudeville. <laughs> Voldemort, yeah. i Vaudeville Voldemort.
0: Vauderville.
2: Vauderville. 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 Yes.
0: <laughs> Very different. Yeah. Voldemort, no nose. Wants to kill a child. Yes.
2: So what's the difference them? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they weren't on the same page, the writers. Uh, one of those writers was Bruce Valanche. Bit of a character. Valanche? Valanche.
0: Valanche.
2: Violanch. Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> so he was a veteran comedy writer who has since written material for 16 Oscar telecasts and had just finished working on Bette Midler's 1977 TV special, which was called All Red Hair Is Back. (laughs) Which I thought was fantastic. Have you already
0: submitted a title for next year's comedy
2: festival? (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. (laughs) That is fantastic. I'd
0: be changing
2: it. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Big
3: time. (laughs) (laughs) All
2: right. Send an email. Uh, Lenny Rips, who we talked about before.
0: Lenny Rips?
2: <laughs> he's, yeah, he's the guy who talked about the Titanic. This guy. Uh,
0: I was lost in his words before. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't realize his last name was Rips. Yeah,
2: Lenny Rips. that's oh, a lot that's of great so names. Good. Uh, he had a bunch of variety TV writing experience as well. He went on to write and produce a classic show. Ah, I've
0: never heard of it.
2: So you can sort of of see the calibre of some of these people. Pat Proft was also involved, who worked on Police Academy, Naked Gun and Hot Shots. You know, sort of spoofy... Never
1: heard of (laughs) (laughs) him. What is that? (laughs) Yeah, oh yeah. (laughs) That's some good stuff.
0: You've never heard of any of it, have you? (laughs) Have you ever seen a movie?
3: (laughs) (laughs) What are they? I don't know.
1: (laughs) Never seen a television special.
2: (laughs) De Digicomo wrote, "Uh, This was a comedy variety dream team, but that expertise was an odd fit with Star Wars. Uh, Star Wars producer Gary Kurtz said, We should have realised that there was no way that we could fit the characters into this kind of format. Mm. Should have known I don't yeah. know why No one thought Nobody thought of that No one
0: thought of. This is a bit dumb
2: At first for lunch Rips and the team Were excited to be involved Rips, Rips. later said Rips <laughs> Yeah that's great oh. <laughs> Rips later said We were really excited Because my god This is an annuity I'll get a check Every year from Star Wars How can I lose mm. He thought it was a sure thing Yeah it was honestly, he's like, this will be played every Christmas. Yep. Checks in the mouth for go me. Go This down, is going to go down in history. Big. Yeah.
0: I'll be honest, all I'm thinking about is changing my name to Little Jesse Rips. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: so good. Have you named your comedy festival show yet?
0: <laughs> yeah, and I actually called it Little Jesse Rips. <laughs> wow. I oh know, can you believe it? Dear
1: Giacomo.
2: Different every time. Dear Giacomo writes. Dear Giacomo. Dear Giacomo writes. <laughs> But when Valanche heard Lucas's storyline at a development meeting, he quickly realised that a big challenge lay ahead. Lucas was intent on building the Star Wars holiday special, as it would be called, around Wookiees, specifically the family of Chewbacca, as they outwitted Imperial forces to come together on Life Day, the Wookiee equivalent of Christmas or Thanksgiving. It's pretty, it's pretty, I love how they've, they've, they've gone like really creative with it. Um, and they've come up with something that you know. I think everyone can get involved in that. Do you think?
0: No, Life Day makes me, me want to be dead. <laughs> <laughs> life Day.
2: Life Day. <sighs> but Valanche when he heard this idea, he st- he started thinking the special was in danger of looking like one long episode of Lassie.
1: <laughs> sure, because they're all lookies. <laughs> what's we're that? Just what's big that? dogs. <laughs> what, what's that? Chewy. <laughs> Hans fallen down a well. <laughs> I'll get
2: my lights over. I thought you said you hadn't seen it. This thing rides itself.
0: And they were struggling to write yeah. this.
3: Bloody hell.
2: So Valanche was like, I can't believe... These, these guys, don't, they don't speak English. Yeah. This is what you're going to base the show around? Uh, apparently, in his own words, Valanche said, Lucas met these comments with a glacial look. Mm. Slow. (laughs) Is
0: that what that means?
1: (laughs) (laughs) George cannot keep up.
2: (laughs) What's this guy talking about? (laughs) Uh, This was his vision, he said, and he could not be moved. And of course, Star Wars was so gigantic and he had been validated a hundred times over. So he had what a director needs to have, which is this insane belief in their personal vision. And he somehow was going to make it work. Well, that's what Valanche was thinking anyway. Uh, there was a big gap between the visions of Lucas and his crew and then the CBS producers and TV crew, the writing crew. But as Dear Giacomo writes, <laughs> the deal had been struck and Lucas and the writers got down to the business of roughing out a script. Valanche remembers, we would ask him questions like, would a Wookiee slap his knee? Do they laugh the way humans laugh, or is there some other way? <laughs> <laughs> is, is there an answer? <laughs> Would uh, they? No, they wouldn't say oh, okay. anyway. And they laugh like a wookie. <laughs> Which <laughs> sort of sounds like this.
3: <laughs> woo <Woo-hoo.
2: laughs> <laughs> uh, But was uh, like, we didn't, wa- didn't want to piss on his Bible. He- he's very precious about this stuff, and we didn't want to mess with it. His words were piss on the (laughs) bike. That wasn't one of my phrases. (laughs) We all knew that he had rules and we didn't know what the rules were. Mostly, though, he was just passing judgment. He had constructed the framework for the show. We were basically just throwing things onto it and seeing what stuck. But really, Lucas didn't have a lot to do with the special outside of insisting that the Wookiee storyline was included. He basically, at that point, he got busy. Uh, as oh. did di- Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dave, di- not here, please. Did you uh, It's getting closer. Continues. In 1978, there were a lot of other people and projects competing for Lucas's time. With his attention elsewhere during most of the production, the Star Wars holiday special morphed into a monster. Two directors and much turmoil later, the finished special didn't so much resemble its namesake as it did another science fiction film, The Thing with Two Heads. Okay. (laughs) He's he's been a bit poetic here.
0: Right. He's saying it's got two heads.
2: (laughs) Yeah, literally two heads, yeah. Yeah. Onto the body of Lucas's sentimental and irony-free Wookiee plotline, the producers and writers a campy 70s variety show that makes suspension of disbelief impossible. The show was nearly universally panned. Dee uh, Giomio.
3: <laughs> He's losing it again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he tried to interview Lucas about it, saying, He declined to be interviewed for the article, although in a chance meeting that I had with him prior to that decision, the filmmaker, known for obsessive control of his projects, called the special a travesty. And said he regretted not exercising a tighter grip over its production. Well, he got busy. He was busy. What's it, you know? He's busy. We can't be everywhere. He's not a man with two heads. He's not a man (laughs) with two heads.
0: I don't know what that means.
2: According to an article in Esquire by Simon Abrams, Lucasfilm has never released the Star Wars holiday special in any format since 1978 except for a personal copy that Lucas gave to star Carrie Fisher. You know Carrie Fisher? Yeah. Plays Princess Leia. Yeah. One of the main characters. Yep.
0: Said <laughs> on knew
3: <your>
0: <laughs> Thank you. I, I didn't know any
2: of that. <laughs> uh... <laughs> So, apparently, the only copy he's ever given away was one to Carrie Fisher, uh, who used the misconceived TV special to horrify and entertain her party guests. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Carrie Fisher was the best. Oh, you got to
2: check out this piece
1: of you shit. Got <laughs> so, yeah.
2: You're going to hate this. Everybody so
0: got a fresh drink, all right? Strap in, <laughs> here we
2: go. Speaking later to the New York Times, Fisher uh, said, I did the voiceover for some of the Star Wars discs, but I made it a condition... That he would have to give me the Star Wars Christmas special so that I could, you know, have something for parties. When I wanted everyone to leave.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I put on a do-go-on.
2: <laughs> Same effect. <laughs>
0: yeah. I was like that would, make,
2: <laughs> that would make people leave. Like, hey, anyone want to hear a podcast <laughs> I'm on? <laughs> yeah, I think that'd do Anyone want to sit down and learn? <laughs> That's what we're doing here tonight. <laughs> so it's never been released officially, but luckily the VHS format was introduced two years prior to the special's airing, and many fans recorded it on their VCRs. So today, grainy bootleg DVD copies of the special are available at comic conventions, but you can also stream it. It's on YouTube. I watched it there today. Where were you, though? Oh, I was in the bar. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs>
2: So I, I thought I'll, I'm
0: going to... It was quite hot today. Was it a it cold was, bath?
2: No, I, I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I fucked up. <laughs> you could it have called so It could hot. have been a little pool. <laughs> no, 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 a I, pool for one. It was, um, yeah, I'm in there going, well, you know, <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> There's no way I could cool it down. But I was, yeah, I was burning up. <laughs>
0: Make great choices. Thank
2: you. <laughs> Thanks so much. So yeah, let's get into why this special is so special. I'm going to briefly take you through the plot. So right. I, I've watched it, so you don't have to, <laughs> to. To borrow a phrase from one of my good friends, who? Steven Spielberg.
3: <laughs> 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 that is a good friend.
2: <laughs> uh, Chewbacca and Han Solo are in the Millennium Falcon. This is how it all starts. Flying to Chewbacca's home planet of. Kashik.
3: Kashyyyk.
2: Kashik. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> Kashik was it? Kashyyyk, sorry. That's awful stuff. Um, uh, so he's trying to get to Kashik to celebrate Life Day with his family. Uh, they are being chased by Star Destroyers. Han offers the reassuring words to Chewie. <laughs> they're like... Ha- he, did- what's his name? Harrison Ford didn't really want to be in it, mm-hmm. and he sort of, kind of phoning it in a bit. I he's
0: wanted to be in anything he's ever been in. <laughs> yes. He is 80 years old and still working, yeah. at- begrudgingly. Uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> so one of the first things he says is, "That's the spirit." You'll be celebrating Life Day before you know it,
3: uh-huh.
2: okay. and we're <laughs> no. off on a way. No, Aunt Solo says that. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's
2: the spirit. <laughs> Uh, then we go to Kashik and meet Chewbacca's family who are preparing for his return. The family include his father Itchy, his his wife Marla, and his son Lumpy.
3: Get
1: fucked. <laughs> lumpy. So good. so good they got those comedy writers on board. <laughs> well
0: well pa- I shotgun on Marla. One of you has to be Itchy and one of you's lumpy. <laughs>
2: I, um, yeah, which one do you pick, Dad? I think I'm going to be Lumpy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> if you didn't choose Lumpy, Lumpy was going to be forced upon you anyway. Yeah, yeah that's right. But now I can own Lumpy. Exactly right.
2: Happy to be here. Itchy's kind of the senile old Wookiee, so. Perfect. Great.
0: <laughs> Marla's a woman.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so it's nailed it. But, uh, yeah, I, it, it seems like um, George Lucas actually came up with the, the names. Lumpy. So, and some people point out that it's weird that an alien uh, with a really alien-sounding name like Chewbacca would have family members with names like Itchy and Lumpy, but they forget Chewbacca is often referred to as Chewy, right?
0: So true. And much the
2: same, Itchy's full name is a Chick Cuck. And Lumpy's is Lumpawurump. And Mala is also short for Muller to Buck.
0: <laughs> that all makes sense then. I'm glad they provided that extra context. Yes. Hey, don't worry. They're not silly
2: names. <laughs> 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 uh, Wookies don't speak English, as we've mentioned. And according to Roy, this first scene with the Wookie family is quote ten minutes of Wookies and there's no captions. <laughs> So it was ten full minutes of grunting and miming. And Roy says, which is a lot. <laughs> and I tell you, it, it really felt like longer than ten minutes. <laughs> it, like, honestly, a... Ten minutes is such a long time. The Giacomo said, The minutes-long stretches of guttural, untranslated Wookiee dialogue could almost pass for avant-garde cinema. Uh... And I've I've just... I've taken a little trimming of some of this sound. About 10 (laughs) seconds worth. Tim, do you want to play that track?
0: (laughs) I think think that was actually... (laughs) Quite easy to follow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do, they have, do they have a pet dog? The song going. Rawr, 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 rawr.
2: <laughs> I, did, I read that they got the sounds from like one of them from a baby bear and some of them from tigers and stuff, I think.
3: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
1: This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, growing, getting bigger, it all means the same thing. Squarespace <laughs> makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. And if you're worried
0: about like, well, I don't know how to write stuff for a website and make myself look good. Well, you can get help with the written content for your website with Squarespace AI. You can generate instant, personalised results that highlight your brand identity. You can explain what your site's about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and bang, you got some short and long-form text, baby. So Squarespace AI makes it easy to go live, stand out, and succeed online. I'm
2: so glad you had that bit because I thought it was pronounced Squarespace AI. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall. To sell memberships or courses or sell files your customers can download. I don't know if I'm hitting all these words as <laughs> intended like PDFs, music, or ebooks. I would love to buy Matt's ebook.
0: I'd like to buy Matt's course. And you you can do that. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online course.
2: Be more like Matt. Oh, 101. God.
0: Wow. Yeah. How many? Does it go to 102?
2: It goes all the way to 102. Wow.
0: <laughs> you can customise everything with next generation editing technology. You can create engaging lessons your audience will love and then set the price. You can charge a one-time fee or sell subscriptions. Matt, how much is it to be more like Matt 101?
2: Oh, three mil. Wow.
1: Wow. P- like per month or?
2: Yeah, USD. (laughs)
1: Awesome. (laughs) Head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain.
2: Squarespace.com slash do go on. So anyway, they're they're getting ready to celebrate Life Day. There's about 10 minutes. Mm, You don't really know what's going on, but they're having conversations. (laughs) They're moving around their tree house where they live. Of course. And um, If you don't know what uh, Life Day is, uh, StarWars.com, the official Star Wars website, explains it in, you know, relatively vague ways, but this is what (laughs) they say. Life Day began as a Wookiee holiday centred around the Kashuk tree of life, but can be celebrated by any species in any location. It's a time to share the hopes of celebrating freedom and peace no matter how different we all may be. People enjoying Life Day traditionally mark this holiday, and this is where it gets pretty specific,
3: mm-hmm.
2: with festive decor, mm-hmm. music, mm-hmm. activities, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the serving of unique and special food items.
0: Okay. okay. So they do,
2: they, yeah, they do food items. Um, on, they they've some music really there. created a world. Yeah. They've really, really oh, fleshed it <laughs> out, haven't yeah. they? Yeah. Oh, it's gorgeous. So I can picture it now.
0: Yeah, activities. Yeah,
2: there's, there's music over Daycore. there. Daycore. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, they do have decor there for sure.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what are you picturing, Dave?
2: Oh, my mind's running wild yeah. with imagination. Yeah yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. He wasn't listening.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Life day, I love it. <laughs> So that so this is a TV show as well. This isn't a movie. This is something that people can just push their remote and it's over. So yeah, and I think you know I think some people did that. <laughs> and it, and it's not
1: live, so they've edited. Th- they've yes. ch- chosen to make that ten minutes. Yes. Oh my god.
2: They've watched it back and gone perfect. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> just right. Um, from there, it's a bunch of set pieces loosely linked to the plot. Chewie's wife, Marla, video calls Luke Skywalker to tell him Chewie and Han haven't arrived yet. She's worried. And, and luckily so Luke's sort of going, hang on, what, what's... So he's just trying to, like, She guess. doesn't call Chewie or Han. No. She I calls she, Luke. She can't get onto them. Does she try first, though? Do you see she,
0: her try I th- and, like, call I mean, declined? Until Luke
2: speaks, Yeah, you don't know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I think true. Was, That's true. That's <laughs> true. <So, laughs> But Luke's sort of going, oh, wh- where's, oh, wh- where's Chewie? I'd love to speak to Chewie. And she's like, you know, sort of just sort of like flapping around. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, wait, Chewie's not there yet? Yeah, so it is Lassie. <laughs> yes, it, there are some real Lassie-like moments. Um, but then she fig- he, he figures out that uh, they haven't made it back yet. And Luke's like, oh, don't worry. They'll be on their way. Anyway, give us a smile, Marla. <laughs> That was a bit of fun. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, what? your husband might be dead or missing.
0: Give us a smile, would you? Turn that
2: frown upside down. (laughs) Uh, Luke looks a bit different in this scene. I'm watching, I'm like, he looks quite, you know, just very different. And it turns out, according to IMDb, this is because his face was heavily made up as he was recovering from reconstructive surgery after a near-fatal car accident. So I think he gets a pass on sort of phoning yeah, you yeah. a few other things mine. on the mind, and I don't even think he his, he seemed to want to be there. I think he was he was in. Ma, hey, Marla!
3: It was basically a sketch,
2: and the only, the he, him and um, the little robot R two. Uh, they they're working on an X plane, and they're going. But it's, it starts, it's smoking, and, and Luke's like, Oh, R2, oh, what have you done? And he's like, Oh, I think I've got it now. And they turn around and then it smokes again.
3: Oh
0: my God. That's a bit of fun. <laughs> what are they like? It's a roller coaster. Uh,
2: life day. <laughs> Uh, Anything can happen. <laughs> so somehow Luke's saying, hey, they'll, they'll, they'll be fine. Chill just, the fuck out. Why smile. are you stressing? It didn't put her mind at ease. So she then video calls shopkeeper friend played by Art Carney from the Honeymooners. Uh, and Carney has one of those black helmet guys. Not Darth Vader, but another guy with this huge <laughs> black helmet from like, I don't, I, can't remember, I don't know what any of them are called. But, you know, one of the bad guys from Star Wars. <laughs> mini Mini Darth. Yeah, yeah. He's some sort of Darth guy, but he's not Darth. But anyway, he's got—he's just this guy, and, and he goes, "Oh, are you're you here to inspect my shop or something." And the guy goes, "No, nah, I'm off duty, just browsing." <laughs> <laughs> and then what I, is happening? <laughs> and then who is she video called? She's video called the shopkeeper. And
0: the shopkeeper's there. Yeah. As is. A bad guy. A bad guy. Who's browsing. Browsing,
2: yeah. (laughs) But still wearing the hat. Yeah, he's still wearing the hat, but uniform. doesn't have the face thing on. I don't know if they normally wear the face, but he's just like a guy with a moustache. What the fuck
0: is happening? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) You're absolutely right. It's life day. Oh, I I feel silly. Yeah, you're right. It's life day.
2: So, yeah, so he's... And then, so there's a a few minutes of Art Carney trying to sell this... um, uh, not stormtrooper, but like guy, the black helmet guy. Why hasn't anyone helped me here? What's this going? Okay, great. okay you I'm doing
3: He's a death
2: star trooper. Death, death star, star trooper. trooper. A death right. star trooper. Great. So this death star trooper's like, no, oh, you know, yeah, that. I, I, oh, he showed him this mini aquarium. It's a tiny aquarium, but you can take it around in your pocket. <laughs> And, it, and, and the Death Star trooper goes, I hate fish.
3: <laughs>
2: and then Art Carney goes, yeah, I was only joking. This is just some walkie rubbish. I didn't, I didn't think you'd like that anyway. Check out this thing. It's a brush. <laughs> and then he, he told the brush did anything. It did all these things. And the guy goes, I'll take it. And he said, how would you like to pay? And he said, I said, I'll take it. And he just leaves.
3: <gasps> He thieves.
2: He thieves, yeah. Right to his face. Not
0: on Life Day. Oh
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> it just sounds like he forgot
0: to Oh, pay. but that could just be one of the activities.
2: Yeah. Oh. Theft. You're stealing, yeah. It's
0: a Life Day activity. It's Life yeah. Day. You can, th- you can thieve.
2: So because that guy's there... Art Carney has to speak in code when Marla calls. Oh, great. In code to someone who doesn't speak any English. (laughs) Yeah. Which it seems like the Wookiees can understand English but can't speak English. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and no one's bothered to learn their language in in reverse though. That sounds about right. um, (laughs) So, uh, he reassures her by saying something like, I didn't write the quote down because my hands were wet, but... um, (laughs) I in the was in the, in the bar. <laughs> he <laughs> does his best work in the bar.
1: <laughs> Did you just
2: think, all right, I'll remember this. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was something like, so Art Carney says something like, oh, that shag pile rug? Is that what you're wondering about? Yeah, it's on the way to you. The woman who is delivering it didn't need help. She said she'd handle it solo. <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> Something like that. That's good. And he's like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and Miles like, yeah. <laughs> so then...
0: I'm so glad I got that out of the way. Yeah. I've been mean, thinking about, I'm going to have to do it at some point. Yeah. And I was stressed that I'd fuck it. Oh. For the
2: people you're... listening at home, what are you talking about there?
0: The noise I just made.
2: Yeah. <laughs> So then, so I guess Marla's relatively reassured by this weird cryptic message that somehow she cracked. Uh, and then she starts cooking a meal. Uh, a with, festive meal. Yeah, mm. with help from an instructional video. So this is just the setup to the next <laughs> stupid sketch, right? And this one is like it's, it's like an alien spoof of Julian Child, only the. Julia af- Child? Ju- <laughs> Understand
0: you
2: don't know who that is. It's all right. Julia, who is? What's her name? Julia. Julia Child. Yeah. But so it's like Julia Child only with four arms, and um, and so Marla's going all right, following step by step. Mix. It was like a. It was a like a meat dish with a a big stir line, Mm. but then for some reason all the instructions were about stirring and whisking. It was very... Anyway. Was there any crunch? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) They did... I'm pretty sure she said it was succulent, (laughs) but... Um, so basically the joke of this five-minute sketch or whatever it was, was that, um... Marla couldn't keep up with the four-armed alien. The alien's using four arms to do multiple things right. and Marla's like, oh, I'm struggling. Yeah, she's only got... But only she sounds like...
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: that's not bad. It's a did it better, better before, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's the sound of a wookie panicking. Yeah. Then the next bit was basically Chewie's dad itchy being a bit of a perv. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's Dad's on life day.
2: Uh, So the shopkeeper, played by Art Carney, arrives with gifts to cheer up the family, saying, this is good stuff. You're going to realise Oh, comedy writers are involved in this. Yep. He comes and he says, why all the long, hairy faces? (laughs) Eight-second pause. (laughs) I think that's good stuff. Uh, One of his gifts is a fantasy virtual reality machine for Itchy. Itchy then watches his fantasy, which is singer Diane Carroll telling him uh, he's adorable over and over, and saying stuff like, "quote I am your pleasure. Experience me." Then she sings a song. Mm -hmm. One of the show producers, Mitzi Welch. That's
0: incredible. (laughs) Mitzi Welch. Mitzi Welch. We did. We don't name people like we used to.
2: So Mi- Mitzi uh, said the scene was intended to be, quote, softcore porno that would pass the censors. <laughs> in the Star Wars holiday special. Yeah.
0: Something for everyone. got <laughs> to include the pervs. Yeah.
2: Some, some for Dad. <laughs> According Stop to
0: looking d- me in the eye when you say something like that. <laughs> like, Look at Dave, oh those, no, please. I, I'm
2: loving this distance. <laughs> <laughs> According to Digikiamio... De- I know, I mean, I know it sounds like I'm probably doing that on purpose. I, yeah, I know. I'm having a genuine crack I know, time. And I've got Italian blood.
3: Yeah.
2: In
0: a vial somewhere. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and still, and still.
0: Still non parlo italiano.
2: <laughs> At best, it's cozy cozy. <laughs> um, so, so, according to Digicamio, um, when Carol tells Itchy, Oh oh, we are excited, aren't we? Itchy releases the first and last orgasmic shutter ever to be seen in a Star Wars vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's alluded to. He comes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, at this point, some stormtroopers and other Empire type people, like maybe a, a starship trooper.
0: <laughs> just give him that. I'll just say yeah, 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 yep, yep. Damn it.
3: <laughs>
2: spaceship <laughs> well, Death Star Death Star Death troopers. Star Trooper uh, and one of the guys who just looks like an army guy so sort of just got like a hat and he just looks sort of like a kind of normal generic
1: army guy yeah but
2: he's the boss <laughs> right but and oh they, right. they
1: call that even before the Death Star no this is after the Death Star this is after the Death Star this, oh sorry oh, I, I should say
2: a... this is happening between the first and second okay. films I thought this is nominative determinism
1: <laughs> can you believe that can you believe that yeah I'm a Death Star Trooper oh you want me to work on the Death Star <laughs> Okay, perfect. sure. No worries.
2: <laughs> so this... You're perfect, great. So this crew of Empire people, the, you know, all the different ones... Um, <laughs> they, like the Star Wars village people. <laughs> <laughs> they rock up to the treehouse, the Wookiee treehouse, and start interrogating the family and ransacking the house yeah brutal it's almost like they were some uh, Qantas baggage handlers uh, <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> topical today not yeah. when it comes out nah,
3: it's still good
2: uh, one of them sits down for a break and watches one of the bad guys sits down for a break and watches a hologram Jefferson Starship play a song about UFOs on a music machine
0: <laughs> I, I didn't get a single word of that <laughs> Can you read that again? He sits down... So
2: he sits down for a break and he starts watching a hologram, <laughs> hologram. version of Jefferson Starship, a band, yep. play a song about UFOs on a music machine. One. So nearly all the scenes are like, oh, here's a device yeah, that right. you can watch a sketch on but it's, or a, a performance. Uh, according to D-J-K-O-M-Y-O, um <laughs> even today, former Jefferson Starship lead guitarist and songwriter Craig Chikirku. <laughs> can't quite get over the result Uh, Chiquiquo said it was such it was such a strange iteration of the original big screen movie concept and your regular variety show I was like tripping on it myself man (laughs) yeah dude (laughs) we're all tripping on it uh, next up we have uh, one of the Empire guys telling Marla to keep her kid Lumpy out of the way. Just get in the way, get the Lumpy out of the way. Maybe with some sort of sketch you can watch or something. <laughs> so she sits him down and shows him a cartoon. And this is possibly the most famous part of the whole special as it introduces famous Star Wars character Boba Fett, oh. who's a bounty hunter. Uh, it's also probably the most Star Warsy bit. All the gang are involved. It's basically a five-minute adventure where Luke meets Bobba. Bobba double-crosses Luke. They figure it out, and Bobba says something like, catch you later in one of the next sequels or something like that. Yeah. But, and then they come back to the Wookiees. Wow.
0: And that went for five minutes.
2: Yeah. Okay. And it was, um, yeah, that, that bit's, I think the only bit that's been officially re-released is a, an Easter egg on one of the DVD box sets or something. Right. Apparently the ratings took a nosedive after this segment. (laughs) People were hanging out for it. I'm
0: surprised people held on this long,
2: (laughs) to be honest. Well, not everyone, but... Yeah. Uh, Lumpy comes up with a plan from here. We're getting to the pointy end now.
3: Okay.
2: Lumpy comes up with a plan to fake an Imperial broadcast, instructing the stormtroopers and others to... (laughs)
3: To leave
2: and head back to base. But to do this, he needs to set up a new machine. So then we get Lumpy in his bedroom watching a video guide to setting up the device. Only the humanoid robot who is instructing him in the video is glitching and malfunctioning. <laughs> okay. So it's a bit of fun. He's going, hey, uh, then you push this button. Uh, 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 uh. Uh-huh. <laughs> And that goes for about five minutes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, this bit, like none of us made much sense, but this bit to me doesn't make much sense at all. For some reason, there's a video transmission coming through back in the living room downstairs in the treehouse. And it's from the Moss Isley Cantina on Tatooine. Just like that one with the guys you are talking about
1: before. <laughs> He's got a brain for music. Yeah,
2: my God. I never,
1: I never forget a song. <laughs>
2: I never forget a song.
0: Can I pitch something to you? Sorry, because they're in a treehouse. Yeah. Is it downstairs in the treehouse? Would it be down branch, do you reckon?
2: Oh. It's
0: just a thought. Yeah. Mull it over. <laughs> Discuss that on the way home. Down trunk. Down trunk. That's nice. Anyway, do go on.
2: I think because of the stairs, I just still use stairs. But, you yeah.
0: know. Yeah, no, that's a great point. But I wonder if
3: <laughs>
0: if you only had a ladder, would you yeah. still say downstairs or would you say down ladder? Oh. Think about that on the way home. Right. <laughs> I'm giving them so much to talk about yeah. on the way home. Everyone's generous. Christmas
2: days are gonna be sitting around. Yeah, hey Grandma. No awkward combos <laughs> That's there. Right.
0: Grandma, Thanks. what do you think about this? <laughs> Grandma, let me pitch you something. <laughs>
2: So there's this video coming through. It's of Moss Isley and in it we see B. Arthur running the bar. She's the bar owner at this point. Sure. Uh, she was then. Wasn't she singing earlier? No, that's this, this is it. Oh, this is exciting. So at the at this point it was pre Golden Girls. At this point she was famous for being in a show called Maud. Mhm. Uh, I think she was the titular Maud. Uh huh. <laughs> oh. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: uh, uh, in this scene. The bar is full of all sorts of aliens in costumes of varying uh, quality.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Arthur is being sleezed onto by a guy who drinks through a hole in his head.
0: Where? Because a uh, mouth is a hole in your okay. head, isn't it?
2: Right up top. So right. he orders a drink and then he just pours it in and goes, Hey, come back, <laughs> golden girl. Um. Is this... <laughs>
0: His head's just open.
2: Yeah, it looks like a sort of like a you know a a, a school kid's volcano project. <laughs>
3: huh,
0: probably okay. was
2: actually probably probably, probably was. <laughs> so yeah, so she's like, hey, you've got the wrong idea. Oh. Not really into that. I'm BR, I mean, so. not that you. I'm not yep. into you. Uh, then there's an announcement. So for some reason, all of that was being shown. I don't know if the other sort of booze hounds in in the cantina. We're feeling weird about the camera crew in there. <laughs> like, because obviously the Empire was filming this for broadcast, hmm. if I'm understanding it right, and it's very possible I wasn't. Uh, and then there's an announcement that Tatooine is under curfew, and then she's like, everyone out, and everyone's like, we're not going, we want more drinks. And she's like, everyone's got to go, and they're like, no, we're not going. And then she's like, all right, one more round, and yeah. it's free.
0: Oh, okay, <laughs> oh,
2: okay. <laughs> And then during that ch- yeah. You, usually when I want people to leave my bar I put on the Star Wars Christmas
1: special <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, I get out of there so quick
0: <laughs> I don't give
2: them free
1: drinks yeah. <laughs> Alright, stick around for right? another ah, right. right.
2: For free this uh, And while they're drinking these last drinks She sings a song called Goodnight but not goodbye
0: How's that go? I love that song
1: it's emotional, isn't it? Oh, it's
0: beautiful. Good
2: night, but not goodbye. Not goodbye,
0: because I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Your booze hounds.
2: Yeah. <laughs> of the experience, B. Arthur told the Portland Mercury, quote, I didn't know what that was all about. Love <laughs> <laughs> it a wee, B I was asked to be in it by the composer of the song I sang. It was a wonderful time, but I had no idea it was even a part of the whole Star Wars thing. <laughs> She's standing in a bar full of aliens? She said, I just remember singing to a bunch of people with funny heads.
0: <laughs>
2: she didn't realise it was Star Wars. <laughs> She's not asking any questions. Uh, so this is one of the scenes that original director David Akomba was in charge of. Writer Pat Proft brought his son, a Star Wars fan, to watch the scene being shot. The shoot dragged on, leaving some of the actors with funny heads in heavy costumes <laughs> struggling. Prof later remembered saying some of them were passing out because they forgot to pump oxygen into the masks. (laughs) (laughs) And there's my son watching these creatures he loves die in front of him. (laughs) 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 They forgot. (laughs) A little oversight. While everyone's watching this weird scene, Lumpy acts on his plan making the fake call for the Imperial people to return to base and it works.
0: What? Lumpy saves the day? <laughs>
2: yeah. <Apart> Dem- right.
0: <laughs> I'm no. not calling you Lumpy. No. <laughs> now that you like it,
1: <laughs> it's ruined. Yeah, I love it. I love being called
2: Lumpy. <laughs> Please, keep it up. <laughs> so so it, it, it works apart from one stormtrooper who figures out what's going on. He catches Lumpy in the act <laughs> uh, of doing this thing. Not- <laughs>
3: You know what, these little walkies lucky? are like.
2: Uh, unlucky for this stormtrooper, though, this is exactly when Han and Chewie arrive home, and Han pretty much straight away grabs him and throws him off the balcony to his death. Oh. <laughs> 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 Merry hap, uh, life day. <laughs> <laughs> as he falls, we get the Wilhelm scream as well. Yeah! Like. Great. Uh, from there, the. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, good impression. <laughs>
0: people just went, yes. Yeah. <laughs> About a scream sound effect. Oh, I love our audience. Pack of nerds.
2: Yes. From there the Wookiees get into their life day red robes, head to the tree of life, and Princess Leia sings a song for some reason.
3: How's
2: it go? <laughs> <laughs> But we, we actually do know the reason why she sang a song. According to Valanche, Fisher was willing to appear in the special under the condition that she got to sing. <laughs> she was going through her Joni Mitchell period, he said. It's all been there. <laughs> and she came into the office and played a couple of ballads on a piano. She was singing about heartbreak and all the Joni Mitchell things. <laughs> you know, women stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I could go on but I won't Heartbreak
0: another Joni Mitchell Uh, shit
2: She very much wanted to show this side of her talent and there was general dismay because this is not what we wanted Princess Leia to be doing
0: right, We want her in a gold bikini and that is it
2: Uh, But in the end obviously she did get to sing but she didn't like the song so no one was really happy in the end
3: Okay
2: Sure Yeah Uh, But according to DJ. Come, hold on, boy, I really want to get this right Can okay. you say it one more time Di Giacomo uh, According to and <laughs> um, How do you say that first word okay. D According According to <laughs> Di Giacomo According to Di Giacomo though yeah. It's a life day miracle <laughs> And we can fix it in post Where every time
1: you say it We'll cut you saying yeah. it And then it an applause After every time <laughs> 80 times in the show. People at home are like, what's wow. with that crowd? I love that.
2: The Giacomo guy. <laughs> yeah, according to him, the guys... <laughs> <laughs> the actors did not seem to be happy with much of anything that was going on at the studio. Though Binder, the second uh, director, said Hamill, Ford and Fisher were a pleasure to direct. Yeah. Kurt says uh, there was a moment though when the actors confronted him while he was visiting the set saying, they all came up to me and one of them said... How do we get into this
0: mess? (laughs) That's nice to hear, isn't it?
2: Kurtz, whose task was to convince the actors to make the effort, says (laughs) begging (laughs) begging was involved. (laughs) 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 Though film actors cross over into television much more frequently these days, back in 78 it was considered a big step down. Ford was especially reluctant to appear. As Kurtz points out, though... The actor was loath to cooperate with any kind of Star Wars project. So, yeah, it wasn't.
0: He has hated every day of his life. Every movie's like, fuck, here we go.
2: Yeah, he t- he's talked about this one. And he's like, it's a, a, in my contract. I don't want to do it. <laughs> and then apparently he was like on the scene saying, How long is this going to take, guys? Are we done yet? <laughs> I think we got it. <laughs> And that was the same for the cartoon his voiceovers in that he just went in and went bang 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 (laughs) and then apparently uh, the Luke Skywalker actor Mark Hamill Mark Hamill was like hey can we try some different things I want to have a few goes at this and then obviously he went on to be one of the great cartoon voice Mm. guys (laughs) 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 Anyway the special ends with Chewie remembering some bits from the original film He's sort of looking in the middle distance <laughs> oh, no And then they just play <laughs> the <laughs> <laughs> And then And who could oh. forget And then it just <laughs> <laughs> And then his family sits around a table bowing their heads and the credits roll It's <laughs> 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 It's yeah, over Yeah it's over that's right
0: <laughs> Hon- <laughs>
2: Honestly it was not as bad as I thought it was going to be Okay <laughs> <laughs> But I, I'd heard it was so bad. It sounds so like I think when, so you, when bad. you hear something's the worst thing you've ever seen, and I've I've watched some pretty ordinary movies uh, in recent times because of our Phrasing the Bar podcast. <laughs> 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 and, so, and I always go into those with the wrong expectations. I think yeah. everyone's going to be great. You think, Whereas this one you I think thought,
0: every month you're like, this is
2: the one. This is the one. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, according to Roy, the costumes were so thick and bulky that the actors sometimes passed out. By the end, the whole thing had run out of money, uh, the Wookiees in the life tree scene at the end, that, that big finale scene that uh, Princess Leia sings at, they were shot with all the Wookiees wearing store-bought Chewbacca masks. Beautiful.
3: <laughs>
2: they And that was on a set that they couldn't afford either, that scene. Um, there was no money left for a set, so Binda the director, instructed the art director to go to the shops and buy as many candles as they could and that's what they did the big finale scene is shot on an empty stage with a bunch of candles
0: that's beautiful very romantic yeah
2: it was kind of a surreal scene I I wouldn't have picked it I thought it was on purpose like that but yeah, yeah.
0: It, it was just yeah. on budget yeah
2: exactly right. on purpose Otherwise, that was pretty pretty good use of not a lot of money um yeah. The rest of it was a very poor use of a, a, a lot of money. <laughs> uh, so we know it wasn't particularly well received. But how did it rate? Well, according to Simon Abrams, uh, writing for Esquire, the special attracted about 13 million viewers nationwide in America. It's also it was shown in Australia on Channel Seven. Apparently, it was shown in New Zealand and Canada and a bunch of other places well, as well. On what
3: channels? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's funny. I, I, Coming in, I'm like, I know there's going to be nerds who go, I can't believe you didn't have this certain detail. Uh. That's not the detail I was expecting. (laughs) So it got 13 million viewers, which might sound impressive, but means it didn't even crack the Nielsen's top ten for the evening. It was also beaten in its own time slot by Pearl, a show about the Pearl Harbour bombing, and the love boat. Yeah, that one makes sense. Uh, in a scathing review, the Milwaukee. <laughs> no, I nailed it. That's. I just felt like that. You know, it felt like that word just Milwaukee. blew away. Yeah. The... <laughs> I lost control
3: of
2: it. <laughs> a gust of wind got under my mouth and. The Milwaukee Sentinels Greg Moody wrote that quote. Suddenly, the entire mystique of Star Wars is gone. He's like, it's ruined all of Star Wars. (laughs) All of one movie?
3: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, that's right. All of one movie is ruined. It's dead to him.
3: Wow.
2: Uh, The Detroit Free Press's (laughs) Betaloo Peterson was only relatively kind when she said, the force, it is sad to report, is not quite with them. (laughs) That's good stuff. Uh, Listed in the book, What Were They Thinking? (laughs) The Hundred Dumbest Events in Television History... (laughs) It made the number one spot. No! (laughs) Number one? It did it. Well done. Brutal. And the author wrote, This was the worst two hours of television ever. Rotten Tomatoes uh, gave it a splat, as you'd probably expect, on the (laughs) tomatomata. Tomato meter. The spatometer. I'm
0: done helping you.
2: But it's not as bad as I was expecting. It's got a 25% score from critics. Which, you know, there's definitely worse ones out there. Yeah,
0: probably about 25% people watching it high. Mm. (laughs) I imagine (laughs) it's very entertaining. Uh,
2: Here are a few more review snippets. Shane Munro writes, The Star Wars holiday special is a work of such baffling insanity that every Star Wars fan deserves to watch it once. But probably only once. (laughs) Tim Bratton said... Calling the Star Wars Holiday Special a uniquely repulsive failure (laughs) of the filmmaker's art is an unearned compliment.
3: Jesus!
2: (laughs) Uh, Alan French wrote, You will curse God for this show's mere existence. (laughs) And Nathan Rabin wrote, I'm not convinced the special wasn't ultimately written and directed by a sentient bag of cocaine. (laughs) 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 if it has a single virtue it's that it does eventually end (laughs) Uh, on that point according to USA Today writer Bruce Valanche he has since admitted that he was heavily into cocaine while working on the project (laughs) um just a, This is, isn't quite as fun, but I'll tell you just a few of the, the key players and how they ended up watching the show. Um, this is back to... Di, Di Giacomo. Di Giacomo. Uh, so, yeah, here's uh, something from Di Giacomo about <laughs> how the key players of the show uh, saw it. Uh, the night of the broadcast, writer Lenny rips through a party, saying, I had lots of people over and lots of food and lots of anticipation, he recalled. And when we sat in front of the TV, after the first commercial, I turned it off and said, let's eat. (laughs) 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 Who's hungry? (laughs) Uh, Gary Kurtz, one of the Lucas uh, producer guys, remembers watching the special with George, but he says he cannot remember the Star Wars creator's reaction to it saying the determination was that it was a bit too late to do much about it. <laughs> we couldn't pull the show, and I guess there was a determination that, well, it wasn't really that bad compared to other Christmas specials, so what the hell? Kurtz okay. has said that the experience with the holiday special certainly added to the idea that the only way to make sure it turns out the way you want it is to be in control. So that's he reckons this is one of the reasons why George Lucas's. Quite a control freak with stuff.
0: So you reckon? So he, what he took away from that is, if you walk into a project and go, "Here's a vague idea," see ya, um, it might not turn out exactly how you want it to. <laughs> That's what he's taken away from that. Yeah. Okay, oh it's interesting. Yeah, but sometimes
1: George Lucas, uh, you know, is ha- all involved with, and it still doesn't turn out very well anyway. So
0: <laughs> take that. George yeah, come on, huh? me e- meow, Dave.
1: Yeah, okay. I just know that Star Wars fans hate it, hate everything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> There's never a film that comes out that people have said, that's it,
2: that's killed the franchise. Even this special. Uh, David Acumba, the first director, has never seen it. Um, After he left the project, though, he said that George Lucas sent him a letter letting him know there were no hard feelings.
0: Oh, that's That's nice. nice. That's
2: nice. That's (laughs) nice. I don't know which one of these two I should finish on. either the positive or negative? What's fine? The negative ones may be funnier. All right,
0: go for that. And then if I mean, actually, it's not funny. Yeah, but funny. then if that's not good, then do the positive one.
2: Oh, I was going to do the positive one and then the negative one. No, I'd
0: go... Well, I mean, why are we discussing, like... Well, I'm asking when, which, or, which
2: order to put them in is what I'm saying. Yeah,
0: and I told you... I gave my opinion and you said, but I was going to do it the other way. So do it however you want to do it.
2: So you're saying do the negative one... And if that does go okay, just don't do the positive yeah. one. Yeah. 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 And I was like, oh, it would be nice to do them both. But. Then
3: do them both.
0: <laughs> I don't know what's going on.
2: <laughs> I'll do it your way, Bob.
0: Let's watch, let's, let's watch this absolutely crush. Here we go.
2: And we say, then we say goodnight and Merry Christmas? Yeah. Okay.
0: And we get the fuck out
3: of here.
2: (laughs) Mickey Herman, a Lucasfilm consultant, is quoted to end a Mental Floss article saying, The interesting thing is, the day after the special aired was the day of the Jonestown Massacre. (laughs) episode <laughs> so he says it was just a bad time for everyone
0: <laughs>
2: puts it in context doesn't it yeah, yeah
0: really paints a picture of that time that's beautiful <laughs> <laughs> I really
2: thought he was drawing correlation there. <laughs> yeah and then the other one was Mark Hamill saying you know it's <laughs> He said, I I did say it was a positive one. (laughs) What he said was, I don't think we should be ashamed of it.
3: (laughs) That's the Uh, end of my report.
2: (laughs)
0: Happy Life Day everybody Yeah, happy Life Day Have,
2: Life Day seems to be celebrated on November 17th So we missed We're, it this year But hopefully we can all catch up next year yeah. Put on our red robes <laughs> And watch Princess Leia sing for some Yeah, somewhere. we'll do some She's activities? not even a Wookiee
0: No, so why was she, anyway, whatever And then we'll throw
1: a man off a balcony
0: Yeah, <laughs> all the classic Life Day right. things So much fun Just lovely um, Thank you so much for coming out everybody Give yourselves a round of applause Yeah, you did it, you did it over there hi round of applause for Tim on the sound desk Thanks and Rebecca you. from Comedy Republic the absolute best Boot
1: at home hey, Dave thank you so much for coming out we hope you have a merry Christmas one and all but until next time we'll say and, thank life you. And, and life day and life day <laughs> life day but until next time we'll say thank you so much and goodbye everyone bye
2: What a fantastic live event that was.
1: Oh, my goodness. That was certainly a live event.
2: That was live. In the room. In the room it was live. I mean, when you just listen to it then, it was less likely live. But unless you were there in the room.
1: Yeah. And you're listening back to hear yourself being live.
2: Live. Yeah. Then it was live. Okay. Hope we got that straight. (laughs) Um, Dave and I are sitting in the corner of a hotel room in Sydney. Cause we're up here this week to do a, a trivia. <laughs> what are
1: we doing, actually? We're on a bit of a, what is it? A, a, a trivia <laughs> a tour. A tour. <laughs> it's a to one-stop tour. I was thinking more of... Oh, no, we got two this we week. Got, we're doing two trivia nights this week. Sydney and then Country Victoria. That's right. The two big places on the map. We're kind of... um, Yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. a, a junket. We're on a trivia junket. Oh, a junket. Getting out. Really cool. We've fallen in to a trivia business yeah. somehow.
2: We're in the biz.
1: We're in the biz of, of asking
2: a quiz. Should I open with to that tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. We're in the biz of asking a quiz. <laughs> yeah. What are we doing today? We're asking a quiz. <laughs> uh, Where I went and yeah, Saturday we're doing Pyramid Hill. Pyramid Hill. A place I, I don't think I'd heard of before, Pyramid. but it's near Bort. When I was a kid, I lived. Uh, near Bort, oh, in right. Charlton, and it's um it's in that neighbourhood. We've both got local roots
1: there because my grandmother was in the nursing home at Pyramid Hill.
2: Oh right, there you go, there you go. Can't wait to get back to the area. <laughs> yeah, get
1: back to the community.
2: Beautiful spot. So basically, you were asked to just uh add fun, quick fun fact. Oh, here we go. Uh, my dad, one of his proud achievements, uh, one of his many, of course is that he was the first to bring VB to Charlton. <laughs> <laughs> How did that happen? Everyone drank Melbourne there. And he'd uh, he, he'd grown up in Melbourne and he's like, you got to have VB. <laughs> so we, he shipped up a, a slab up the Hume Highway or whatever. The, not the Hume, whatever the highway is. The colder. <laughs> whatever that middle highway is. <laughs> we, better, we better find out for us. Saturday um, and uh, yeah he got a slab brought up and it went it went off like wildfire. right Only if people liked drinking wildfire. <laughs> yeah so <laughs> so I wonder if I' ask around if people will be like, Stewart's your surname, you're not Paul Stewart son the man who brought VB to Charlton or is that a story that isn't really true? Or more likely, he's the only one remembers that happening.
1: Yeah, but well, I love it. What a claim! Whatever
2: yeah. it is, I think it's fantastic. So he brought
1: Vic, so VB for people that don't know, that stands for Victoria Bitter, and he brought that to Victoria.
2: Yeah, <laughs>
1: what a guy! Yeah, well, the
2: funny thing was that the Melbourne Bitter was big in country Victoria, while Victoria Bitter was big in the in the city. It makes you think
1: it's backwards down there in Melbourne, <laughs> but now dumb. we're up here in the city. So basically, you've just been asked to do a couple of trivia nights. You just got a couple two different people ask you. We're doing one for Apple, the, one of the biggest businesses in the world tomorrow. That's right. Which is very exciting. We're up in Sydney and we're very thankful to be up here. And then you said, I'll get my mate Dave involved. And now we've written this quiz. We put this whole thing together and basically it's become a thing. So we're trivia guns for hire now. Yes. So if you're out there, you want us to come do your Christmas do, you want us to raise money for your kinder, we'll turn up.
2: For a fee. Yes, for a fee. <laughs> yeah,
1: sorry, We should put that out <laughs>
2: And you do them online, as I did an online one for a, a Do Go On listener uh, for his Bucks party.
1: Yeah, that's the best. A few
2: months ago, it was a lot of fun. Uh, they were all dressed up, it was a great time.
1: Yeah, well, get in contact with us. Uh, you know, our contact details are on the Do go On website, com. and before you know it...
2: You can tribute. live to triv. Live
1: to triv. Our biz is
2: quiz. <laughs> is that better? <laughs> Slightly. All oh, right, we shouldn't be work- workshopping on mic, but I love it all anyway. Yeah, great. Um, so, but enough of that. That's yeah. just what we're doing here. And that's possibly why the sound isn't so good because we're huddled, huddled around a, a single USB mic right now. But yeah. <laughs> um, don't let that distract you from what we're really here for, which is to thank some of the most beautiful people in the world. And these are our Patreon supporters. We love them. They're the people who keep this show afloat. And they do so by signing up at patreon.com slash do go on pod. And there's a bunch of different levels. Uh, You can get all sorts of different things. We do three bonus episodes per month. Uh, We also have a Facebook group, uh, which is called the nicest corner of the internet often. Uh, People vote on topics like uh, this topic about uh, Star Wars that was voted on by the Patreons. And a bunch of other different things. Um, But one of the things we're here to do right now is the fact, quote, or question section, which has a jingle, I think it goes something like this. Fact, quote, or question, ding. He always remembers the ding. He always remembers the sing as well. Cheesy <laughs> right. remembers. Dave the Brain Warnicky. Remember. Uh, and how this one works is if you sign up on the Sydney Scheinberg level, uh, you get to give a, us a fact or quote or question or a braver or a suggestion. You also get to give yourself a title and I've got four to read out this week. Our first one comes from Nick Fidion, uh, who's given himself the title of The Good Old Saint of Christmas. Very appropriate fact quote oh. or question this week. In fact, it's a fact. I could have just waited a moment longer and looked you know, <laughs> slightly further across the screen. Anyway, Nick Fidion's fact is, Rudolph was almost named Rollo or Reginald. We you, covered that. You just told this, this fact in a bonus episode.
1: Our Patreon bonus episode that's just come out is our Christmas special where I went through the history of about seven or eight famous Christmas songs. We talked about Roll. I
2: love this. I love that story. I'm I glad, never heard it. It was, it was really interesting. I'm
1: glad that uh, it's true because Nick Fiddian also agrees.
2: <laughs> yes. Um, but Nick says if it was Roll or Reginald, it wouldn't have fit the classic song so well. But his crew also had a lot of other names. Uh, they've also been called Flossy, Glossy, Racer, Pacer, Scratcher, Feckless, <coughs> Ready, Steady, and Firewall.
1: Not Cook. <coughs>
2: <coughs> so, I, sorry, my throat's a bit scratched. I've just been to a music festival weekend and, um, yeah, I think I might have been talking too much. <laughs> Over the music. Over the music. I guess that's what's happened here. Maybe a bit of singing along. I didn't stop talking that whole week. I I met a couple of listeners and I hopefully didn't talk their ears off too much. (laughs) I met a couple of really cool people. Um, And uh, if you're listening, thank you for your time (laughs) and your patience. (laughs) Um, Nick uh, continues. He says... Also, a fun extra fact: I once had a teacher called Mister Christmas, who <laughs> genuinely had a wife called Mary. Oh God, Merry Christmas! <laughs> she must have considered, yeah, keeping the maiden name. Surely, <laughs>
1: yeah. surely.
2: Or maybe she just she loved. Was a Christmas lover. Once she went Christ- out of her way. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that was why she found him. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, this doesn't come through at the wrong time of year. But a Merry Christmas to all. Merry Christmas. Hey, Nick, you've nailed the timing there, i got to tell you. Uh, thank you so much for that fact. Uh, this next one comes from Jessica English, aka Executive Assistant for the Trio. Can I get you a coffee, tea, pie? Oh, pie. Yes, please. I'd love a tea. Thank you so much. Uh, Jessica Jess isn't here, but she'd love a coffee. she take a coffee. Yeah. Uh, and Jessica's asking a question, writing... Congratulations on a successful and best block ever. That is high praise. That's
1: very nice.
2: Uh, The end of block always leaves a bit of a holiday hangover. But then I realised golden shiny Gary's are just around the corner.
1: Coming up, but a little bit over a month away maybe.
2: That's right. So if you don't know, they're our annual Patreon uh, voted... Awards. Awards.
1: Awards. We're talking... Favourite episode of the year. Best presenter, best guest report, best book cheat, primates, who knew it, all these sort of categories.
2: They're the do-go honours and they're our night of nights.
1: Exactly. the most self-indulgent event of the year, (laughs) but we love it. It's good fun.
2: And Jessica says it really is the most wonderful time of the year. Thank you, Jessica. My question is, what are your favourite romantic comedy tropes? For example, love triangles, fake dating, etc.
1: Oh, we, I wish Jess was here because she knows them so well. I know she goes through them point by point.
2: I watch. I watch one this week, a Christmas one, because I I don't think I ever got into the really corny ones, but I've started getting into the like the particularly yeah. corny ones. And I watched one this week with um, uh, blanking on. Both of their names. Carrie Ewells. I don't know how to say his name, but he's the guy from Princess Bride. Okay. And uh, Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Are you familiar with his work?
1: I think I can imagine the face.
2: And Brooke Shields.
1: Okay, so you do know the name. This
2: is good. And Brooke Shields is a... Um, she's a famous author, but the movie opens with the her supporters. Her fans have turned on her because she killed off her, the main love interest in her book series. Oh, fiction. Okay, yeah. <laughs> she's killed someone. So there, and it's, it's making it look like she's done something really bad in her book because uh, there's protests outside and stuff, but it turns out she's just killed off a character. Right. So, you know, a bit of bit of fun. And uh, yeah, then she sort of on a whim goes on a trip to Scotland where Carrie Ills is. How do I not know his name? I love those... Multiple films of his I love. But then he, um, yeah, he's grumpy. Well, he becomes grumpy. There's a misunderstanding. That's the that's one of the big tropes of all romantic comedies, I think. Right. A bit of a misunderstanding. Oh, this could be solved by you just saying a full sentence just here. Say it. Why are you saying a fragment of what you're thinking about right now? I'm uh, thinking
1: of um, ones where there's a, a lady in a relationship with a man. Usually he's a real piece of shit. Yeah, meets a nice person, but she's like, can't be with him. Sorry, I've got to go back to a piece of shit here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then nice person watches on, like, oh, only they're with me. Guess what? They're gonna be with you. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And that's, uh, I think that's, I think that's a fun original take. Yeah. Uh, Jessica says, "I'll watch any garbage that includes enemies to lovers who have to share a bed." or get stuck somewhere together right as they start to appreciate each other. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah it's fun. That. Yeah, a bit of fun. Um, I was watching Plane, Trains and Automobiles uh, recently. Um, and it's not a romantic comedy, but, you know, it's it's a odd couple sort of thing. you got got uh, Steve Martin, who's the uptight businessman, wants to get home, and then John Candy, the lovable guy, loves life, but he's a bit of a... But it's a right. bit annoying oh, yeah. and whatnot, and they have to share a it at one point. Uh, but that's and that's not at the point right. where Steve Martin is ready to open yes. the That comes much later, right. <laughs> like right at the end, maybe. Uh, you know, there's little bits of it. Anyway, um, I yeah, I Jessica, I'm gonna have to uh, take that question on notice. Um, remind me to ask Jess next time we uh, are in the room with her, which will be you know on next week's episode, which we've already recorded, so forget that sorry
1: in a few weeks <laughs> yeah'll we'll remember
2: um, but yeah I'm, I'm absolutely loving Christmas movies this year including the it's opened up a whole new world because I I was into good Christmas movies and there's not that many of them but, but you when can't. you can when you can get through like whatever Christmas movies you can enjoy them on good and bad levels and it's just for the fun of it
1: so the pool's much bigger now
2: yeah it's opened a, a right up um Thank you Jessica Soph Waldron. Uh, AKA that one person in the office that ruins every secret Santa by figuring out who's buying for who. Another Christmas related one. Yes, love that. We're on a roll here. And uh, Soph has a question writing, do you do secret Santa with work, friends and or family? And do you think that the fun is in keeping it secret or trying to figure it all out? There's 22 people in my office and I'm pretty confident I've figured out who everyone is buying for, but I keep getting told that defeats the purpose of Secret Santa. Haven't told anyone my results because it would be a dick move to spoil it for it. Wow, Adrian
1: and Sophie's figuring it out. I
2: like assume with
1: like hardcore interrogation. Yeah,
2: maybe hacking the mainframes.
1: Right, I was maybe like, the server. Right, that's good digital. I was seeing like waterboarding. Waterboarding. Yeah,
2: yeah, well, she might be doing that too. Because <laughs> yeah. sometimes you're buying
1: you- for Kevin or Chris.
2: You, you know, I think ideally you'd go th- go about it without having to resort to those levels. Yep. But if it comes to I'm it, that's right. That's twenty-two. Me, you've yep. cracked.
1: You know, nineteen. You know, the last three is a combination. That's right. You gotta work it out. You gotta figure it out. Um, so. Do I? I don't really do any secret sanders. Though we're talking about doing it possibly with my family next year.
2: I used to do it with my every family. year
1: we talk about next year we'll do that because you know it sort of gets out of hand. Yes, with partners and nephews and nieces and stuff like that. Yeah, but We've
2: know. we've gone through I'm I'm uh I've I've gone through that stage. So we went through the hectic too many presents the, the extent of family, you know, it was on both sides of the family. One the smaller side was like twenty odd people and the bigger side's, you know like 50, 60 people or whatever. That's, and it used to be just everyone bought presents for everyone.
1: So it used to be about 60 presents?
2: Oh, my parents would have when I was a kid. That's um, you know, so many. And probably, um, that can't be right. But they, you know, it was a lot of presents, yeah. whatever it was. Um, maybe by I was going to to 60, they pulled the pin. And then it changed to a, it was a, a Kris Kringle, KK, or Secret Santa, and you had to make them. So it was just for one person in the family, you had to make them. And that ended up being stressful.
1: Making a gift.
2: I remember one year I put, I was like 16 or something and I, I made a backpack, like I, well, you know, mum helped or quite a bit, but we sewed together a backpack, right? And uh, I got given, <laughs> I got given a $2 shop um, thing. It was like a nut that opens up and there's like a bug in it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> not homemade. Not homemade. So not homemade and shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like if you open it up and it's like you know back of the day a diskman or something. I will forgive that because
2: I'll mm, use it. Yeah, yeah. It <laughs> no, I was like, oh, I, I was like, I, I, I've always sort of loved Christmas. I, um, it didn't worry me at all. But I think maybe other people were like. <laughs> That's not that's not on to my like the auntie or whoever organized it. because that is fine until
1: someone so faltering style points out and says you know who did that for you That was uncle
2: <laughs> yeah, that was uncle Andy yeah yeah oh but <laughs> that's a good point they won't have a secret though so oh okay so the name was on it you knew who gave oh. it to you. What are they doing Yeah you've got
1: the anonymity you go whatever. <laughs>
2: But yeah, so I, I think, I mean, I don't think that was the thing that brought it all down. Just <laughs> yeah, Everyone talking. did you see what Matt got? In time, eventually they're like, let's just catch up and we don't have to do presents. And then yeah. maybe if there were like little grandchildren, you know, people yeah, get might kid get the little kids yeah. something. But anyone who was, you know, teenagers or older, you yeah. know, just didn't really.
1: You don't need a nut.
2: Don't need, well, you, no one needs, you know, one Whatever. That's, and that, how- they, that's going the same immediate family is the same we used to buy for because i've got three siblings so i've got five presents then we did a family we did an irish kringle which was everyone would just buy a thing worth whatever the price was 10 bucks 20 bucks whatever and then it was sort of like a you could unwrap it you if your name gets picked out you unwrap it and then you can steal off other people and stuff
1: right so right. everyone has
2: three names in a hat so whoever has their name picked out very last they get to be whatever
1: product. they like. Right, okay. Have you seen that episode of The Office where they have that? It's very no. controversial. I think people call it Nasty Christmas. Oh, right. Because... Yeah, I don't know why it's called an Irish well Irish Christmas. Michael Steve Carell's character uh, does not stick to the limit. Everyone's <laughs> put $10 right. and he buys a $300 <laughs> right. iPod. Yeah, and of course, everyone wants that. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's fine. So it just
1: ruins it. Um,
2: but yeah, we ended up just going, well, like, we don't, let's just catch up. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think also in answer to Sophie's other question. I think it's fun to oh, not know yeah. the magic, but it's also fun to work it out for you.
2: Yeah, if you're if you're a Poirot type. Yeah, that's right. And you like to uh, get you like to the bottom. You like to waterboard your yeah. colleagues. <laughs> you know, like Poirot. Do you? Yeah, that's right. I forgot what the question was about. I uh, I went way off piece. Nothing, then. but there
1: was two questions. It was, "Do you do it?" Which you no longer do because of the nut incident. Also.
2: <laughs> it wasn't because of the nut. That was so long ago. But I, th- I found it very funny. Like just thinking so- of, because I didn't really care. I didn't really even understand uh, how it was. <laughs> like a you know, like a kind of an unfortunate scenario. I was just having a good day. But um, the uh, it's just funny thinking back to like a kid who's just like tried so hard to he make made, a thing. He made a backpack. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get to this little. It's, it's a, very it's a it's a funny thing to oh, think about.
1: That's a life lesson for Matt Stewart. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, great question, Surf. So. But yeah, no, I, yeah, uh, you know, I think it's all it's all fun. I do love Chris Kringle. I think it's a fun thing to do. It's mainly, I think my brother and sisters were like, we don't need to do this anymore. I'm like, yeah, sure. I yeah. like doing, I like buying presents, but if people don't want to do it, I also don't want to. Yeah. You know, because Christmas can be a weird time where someone might be like, no, this is how we do it. And really sort of yeah, stick too hard to a tradition and making everyone else sort of hate that tradition sometimes. Um, last one comes from Jacob Curry. A.K.A. first time listener, long time caller. <laughs> uh, and Jacob <laughs> has a... First
1: time <laughs> listening? This episode? What are the chances?
2: Yeah, but this is not their first fact quote question.
1: <laughs> but they've been calling a lot. Yeah. Never heard the show. Uh,
2: Jacob's question reads, you must become any one animal for a month. Oh, okay. You fully retain your human intelligence and awareness but can't communicate beyond the reasonable capabilities of your chosen animal. The moment you regret your choice, you die in a fiery explosion. What? <laughs> Presumably inflicting massive damage on nearby property okay. and confusing forensic scientists in the process. <laughs> what animal do you choose? Wow. Unfortunately, Jacob, as a, a first-time listener, he wouldn't know that we normally suggest if you write a question, please give us an answer because yeah. Jacob hasn't done that. But- Jacob wouldn't know that, as he's never listened to the show, never before. the
1: show. And he's not probably listening to this right now. Um, right, that the exposure thing really changes your mind. Yes, because really. you, you
2: can't it. feel regret, right? Yeah, I think
1: a bird. Okay.
2: Oh, how Some good would it of a bird be to you fly? I'd oh, be sick.
1: Okay. I'm a bit of a night owl. Okay. Maybe a tawny frogmouth. Oh, I yeah. turn the neck around. That'd be fun.
2: A beautiful bird. A
1: lovely bird. Because
2: they're stupid. But imagine if you had a, a Dave Warnicky brain inside yeah. one of those heads. They could take over the world oh, that's, the other yeah. thing is you want to double check that they can live for a month yeah like a dragonfly or something yeah, yeah. you don't want it to be a have a life expectancy of three and a half weeks because you will feel regret as you die yeah. oh, so you no. would both die and explode I guess either way you're gonna yeah. die when you explode but
1: what's an animal that has a good time
2: yeah, I think a sloth could be fun. Well, that might be a bit frustrating. You'd probably regret yeah, it. If your
1: mind's moving a mile yeah. in a minute, but you can't keep up.
2: I, um, oh, you know, I'd love to be a wombat.
1: Oh, yes, you do love a wombat. Yeah. Favourite animal, not just Australian. That's right. <laughs> that might be them. a
2: future episode.
1: Um, wombat, yeah, I think wombats have a good time and not many people, I mean, people mess with them a bit but with cars and things, but not really, you don't want something that's you know, a predator takes out.
2: But I think you're right. Yeah, that's right. I I think, uh, the bird is great, and maybe like a bird of prey, like a big bird. Yeah, maybe so you'd like have to a, worry about other birds. Yeah, an eagle or a yeah, hawk flying or like an eagle
1: would be sweet. Or like just also something that's so badass that no one messes with you, like a tiger.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I wonder if um. I wonder if I'd regret it as I had to tear, like, an antelope to shreds. as a lion. Probably not a tiger. (laughs) Yeah,
1: right. You want something (laughs) less violent. All right. But Um, that's
2: the problem with an eagle. I'd probably be regretting it and exploding as soon as I was eating a mouse. Yeah. Like, why don't I I choose an eagle? I don't want to eat a mouse. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Tricky.
1: My favourite animal is a panda. They do have... They're so dumb, but they have fun... And you know, they tumble along yeah they're just so helpless
2: yeah so, but I, if you put your brain yeah in there. that's right
1: because i don't think they realize how how stupid they are but if you realize hmm yeah just i'm, gonna go, with, I'm gonna go. with owl.
2: regret yeah i think owl's great um i'm thinking maybe i'm gonna go orangutan okay because they're basically vegetarian i don't have to eat um nothing gross anything gross like i mean they would just be eating like raw leaves and stuff
1: yeah, it's better than a raw mouse, isn't
2: it? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it'd be fun to chase down and eat an antelope or yeah. a mouse. Don't know. Would yeah, yeah. I don't know if Jacob needs to let us know if we would also have the taste buds of the animal. Yeah, like, yeah. we got the brain of us, but if we have the taste bud, like we enjoy a hearty mousy meal.
1: Yeah, yeah, great. Then
2: <laughs> then no out. regrets. Yeah. Yeah. I need, to, I need a, a bit more information, Jake, but I love the question. <laughs> I love that twist mid question. Yeah. Uh, so thank you very much to Jacob, Sof, Jessica and Nick for their facts, quotes and questions. Uh, the next thing we like to do is uh, shout out to a few of our other great mates and uh, supporters. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jess normally comes up with a game for, for this section, Dave. Um, do you have any thoughts on this? Something based on the show we can give them, uh, you know, so it's a Chris, it was a Star Wars thing. Maybe we could give them all a Star Wars name.
1: Okay, yeah.
2: Not a real one, though. Like on Who Knew It in uh, this week's episode of Who, <laughs> who Knew It, but one question was what was George Lucas's character's name? And we all had a That's bit a- of fun coming up with some I don't want to give name. away, but that was so funny. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, maybe on a similar... <laughs>
1: So we're making up a
2: name. Yeah. Do you, do you think we could do nine of those? Or we yeah. could just do real ones. We could give them all a real person.
1: Because there'd be thousands in the yeah.
2: universe, wouldn't there? Um, oh, well, how about we can, you can do it real or not real. And the uh, listeners at home can figure out whether it's real or not. If I can kick us off, I might do the first. Or should we go one for one? Oh, let's go one for one.
1: I'll give one you a name. For one. I'll
2: go, I'll go a name. You give us uh, a character. I'm going first up from Marietta in... Pennsylvania in the United States. It's QJK.
1: QJK. Well,
2: why don't I give you uh,
1: the only uh, Q character I can find on this list of Star Wars characters?
2: Quarry. Quarry. Jim, what do you know about Quarry?
1: Quarry, voiced by Corey Burton, is a Mon Calamari engineer living on the planet Chantapol.
2: Oh yeah, say no more. (laughs)
1: There you go. He's named after Star Wars concept artist Ralph McQuarrie. Oh, that's
2: nice. But a nice tribute for Ralph. So he's one of those uh,
1: amphibian.
2: There oh, you go. right. Yes. Quarry. 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 Uh, You want to go up next there, Dave? Oh,
1: coming, up ne- coming up next. I'd like to thank from uh, Teddington in The Greatest of Britons. Big shout out to Mark
2: Sumner. Okay. Uh, Mark Sumner aka uh ted gone forth ted gone fourth to <laughs> Ted gone fourth wow is that one i will admit i did make up no <laughs> yes i did uh and uh what did i what was his name ted gone forth ted, ted gone fourth t- <laughs> is uh one of those uh fighter pilot guys in the rebellion and uh yeah he's got like you know like Wings coming out his head. Wow. So his head can fly. Yeah, his head can fly, <laughs> yeah. but he's also flying in a
1: plane. That's good. So double threat. The, so the ejector, the ejector seat.
2: Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, he loves the ejector seat. <laughs> uh, he can fly in space, so that's pretty good. All right, Dan, I'll give, I'll <laughs> back, to, back to you. Give, I'll give you another name. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much to Mark. I'd love to also thank from. Address unknown, can only assume from deep within the fortress of the moles, it's Marlon Caldon. Oh, that sounds like a Star Wars character. Yeah, Marlon Caldon. What
1: about uh, Bishop Buzzard?
2: Bishop Buzzard, and you're reading that off your list again? Yeah.
1: No, that's me. That's Freestyle, Whoa. off the dome.
2: Bishop Buzzard. Bishop Buzzard. Bishop who Buzzard. Is- um, Marlon Cole and Bishop Buzzard. Marlon Cole Bishop Buzzard. Marlon Cole Bishop, Bishop Buzzard.
1: Um, Bishop Buzzard is a bounty hunter. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. Mates with uh, Bobba.
1: Yeah, but uh, Bishop Buzzard's only weapon is a coin oh. that he throws really hard.
2: Wow. If it
1: hits you in the head, it will knock you out.
2: He's got a great coin control.
1: But if he misses, he's got to run
2: after it. He's only got one. Bloody hell. That's a fantastic one. Bishop Buzzard. Bishop Buzzard. Uh, how about you, you want to thank one now, Dave?
1: Uh, next up, I would like to thank from uh, location In Griffith, New South Wales. <laughs> known, it's known. Sorry, <laughs> I'm looking at a distance here.
2: Jeremy Gleason. Jeremy Gleason from Griffin. Griffith. Uh, Jeremy Gleason, of course, is a distant relative of Yoda it's Yabba Dabba Doda Yabba Dabba Doda Yabba Dabba Doda Love it Uh, and uh, yeah he's sort of like a a a quarry worker Oh like quarry Yeah (laughs) similar to quarry yeah I don't know how I come up with my ideas Um, (laughs) yeah but he's a he's a great character rock solid sort of oh god that's not what I meant but he's you know he's just a solid, he's a nuggety, one of those, he looks like what he does. He looks like a rock. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen, I swear to God, I've seen Star Wars. (laughs) Yeah, you sound like you love it. Uh, I'd also love to thank, if I may, from Carlingford in New South Wales, Frank Draper.
1: Frank Draper, a.k.a. Commander CC2237, a.k.a. Oddball.
2: Oddball. (laughs) That's a character. (laughs) That's a real one. What's Oddball's story? Clone
1: commander and pilot participates in several battles throughout the Clone Wars under the command
2: of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Ah. Oddball. Oddball. That's a great one. Oddball. Love it. And he's sort of some sort of a ball man. Yeah, he rolls around. I love that. his own filth. Yeah, no kidding. C-3PO style. No, (laughs) C-C-B-B. You know, the ball one. B-B-A. B-B-A, thank you. (laughs) I'm the Star Wars fan of the group too. I, I I've watched them all. I
1: enjoy them all. They're okay. great. Just, maybe you've, maybe never, you maybe outrank me. I just never go you out. You haven't
2: on seen the holiday special
1: yes. And I don't go out on a limb and say I'm a Star Wars fan because I just can't compete with people who love it. No, them. I, just, true. I just enjoy it. I enjoy
2: it too. I've watched all the all the Disney Plus ones too. Which, okay, all right. Even right. the ones that people people have hated, I thought they were fine. Yeah. <laughs> and the ones that were really good were great. But exactly. yeah, the the one that people shat on the most, I'm like the movie. Oh, no, the, the uh, series about Boba Fett. Oh, right. Um, I thought, you know, it was a bit of fun. It was obviously not great, but it was fine. But people hated it. <laughs> they were offended by its existence.
1: <laughs> All right, we're back to the list here. I would like to thank from, are we up to?
2: Yeah, I reckon we are.
1: From wangari in New Zealand, I would like to thank Richard Peak.
2: Oh, Richard Peake. Richard Peake. Peak. Peake. Peak, uh whose Star Wars character is, of course, Mount uh, Gongu. Mount Gongu. Yeah. He's wow. a, a mountain man, literally. <laughs> um, I don't know if I'm... Do they have people like this in there? Yeah. I mean, they can have anything. It's a, It's like, you know, it's, it's whole, a whole galaxy. Yeah. So it sort of like looks like... Basically looks like Grug. But instead of being <laughs> the top of a tree, the top of the mountain. he's the top of a mountain. King it. of the mountain. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's why his name is the name I said before. Yeah. Mount. Ma- Gongu. Gongu. Yeah. Mount Gongu. Gongu definitely sounds like a Star yeah, Wars yeah. uh, And I think Richard Peak. I don't know if you saw where I was going there. The peak took me to mountain. I didn't get that. Bada bing, bada bang. Here we go. I can't All of a sudden, I'm Australia's George Lucas. I can't keep up with your mind with that for that small beard yeah (laughs) and uh i'd next like to thank from richard mond in melbourne in australia it's meg meg okay, professor (laughs) pooh professor pooh meg's been patiently waiting for a shout out and you've given her professor pooh you could see it though can't you can you see it yeah. Professor Pooh, People go see Professor...
1: Big goggles. Big goggles. And people go see Professor, like, in a junkyard. Yes. And, but he, he, um, Professor Pooh fixes, like, weird skin conditions. Yes. You know? Solves problems. Yeah, but like... But speaks, also very wise. Yes. But speaks in riddles. Yes.
2: And has six arms.
1: And six arms. And one of them uh, makes creams. Yeah.
2: <laughs> really well. <laughs> While fixing you. Yeah. Wait, are we talking like edible creams or, or balms?
1: Uh, both, actually. There's wow. one arm on each side. Meg, oh, yeah. But Professor Pooh, it stands for something. Right. But, if, but we just can't pronounce it. Oh, People okay. speaking can't pronounce those words. Gotcha. So it's
2: shortened to Professor Pooh. Right, I see. Oh, that makes sense. That's actually quite a nice name <laughs> for Meg, then. <laughs> <Good> <laughs> on you, Meg. I think Meg would actually love that.
1: Yeah, Meg AA, Professor Pooh. Now
2: that you've said all that. Yeah, sure.
1: I would like to thank from Hanover in Pennsylvania.
2: It is Shannon Whitesell. Shannon Whitesell. Shannon Whitesell, um, obviously in our world, is Shannon Whitesell. Yeah. Fantastic person. Uh, up and go, get it, get it and gotcha sort of person. Okay. You know what I mean? I get it. Up and about. You want a thing done? Get Shannon Whitesell on the job. But in the Star Wars universe, a real no hopper. A real down and outer. Yeah. You know, that junkyard you were talking about, that's where you find Shannon sleeping under a corrugated iron, but you know what uh, Shannon does with that corrugated iron? What? Saves the galaxy. Oh, wow. Yes. And you know the name?
1: Yeah, that's what I'm waiting for.
2: It is. <laughs> it is uh, rain on a tin roofer.
1: Oh, rain on a tin roofer.
2: Rain on a tin roofer.
1: Oh, great.
2: Yeah. And it's. Uh... That's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: wondering how thin <laughs> these hotel walls are. And people could hear rain on a
2: tin roofer. People could hear that we're recording this at midnight in a very cheap hotel. And they're finding out <laughs> that Shannon is also the savior of the galaxy, Rain. On a tin roofer? That's funny. Not funny. That's inspiring. Thank you, Shannon. (laughs) Uh, And finally, Dave, you ready to bring this home? With uh, another uh, address unknown. can only assume from deep within the fortress of the moles. It's Connor Byrne. Connor Byrne, aka Zuckus. Zuckus. Now, is this a real... This would be a fun game. Real or fake?
1: Real or fake? I'm saying
2: fake. Zuckus? Zuckus can't be real.
1: Confirmed real. What? A gand bounty hunter among those who answer Darth Vader's call to capture the Millennium Falcon, Zuckus.
2: Zuckus, causing a ruckus. Uh, thank you so much to Connor. Uh, that's a that's actually a real badass one to get. Uh, as well as Shannon, Meg, sorry Meg, Richard, Frank, oh, Jeremy. Professor Poo, come <laughs> on. Marlon, Mark, and QJK. The last thing we need to do is welcome a few people into... The Triptych Club. <coughs> now, Dave, uh, can you explain this? Because my throat is killing me.
1: Okay, so whilst you're off there dying, we'll tell you that the Triptych Club, it's a, it's a place where we shout out people who have been supporting the show. Sorry, we what? We shout out. Oh, okay, not shout out. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, no, no Professor Pooh in this section. These are the people that have been supporting the show for three consecutive years on the shout out level. And uh, as a way to thank them again for their ongoing support, we induct them into our Hall of Fame, aka a, war- like a, a bar, it's a venue, it's, it's whatever you want it to be. There's music in there, there's cocktails, there's canapes. You get to mingle with all the other guests. It gets bigger and better every single week. So yeah, these are the people who've been supporting the show for three years as of this week. And I think there's a couple on the list this week to welcome in. Oh, this is
2: gonna be fun as well, because this is gonna be the first time in a while that Dave hasn't got to see the names before he's worked on his little puns. I know, they're all freestyle (laughs) off the top of my dome. He's normally got a pen and paper out, he's been researching them. But uh, he doesn't have his computer here, so he's not going to be able to do this. How many have we got? We've just got the two. Okay, okay. Have you uh, talked about the band you've booked? No, I I haven't talked about the band. So Jess is normally behind the bar, but I guess you're doing double shift tonight as both the MC and the bartender. What cocktail have you got? What Christmas Uh, cocktail have you got? We've got uh,
1: the Darth Paul. Okay. Because uh, the person who's working the bar tonight's name is Paul. Yes. And uh, a Darth Paul is uh, Cranberry. Yep. Vodka
2: uh-huh.
1: and uh, a different type of cranberry. Wow,
2: double cranberry! So it
1: goes cranberry, vodka, cranberry.
2: Paul loves cranberry.
1: Yeah, Paul loves well, it. Something
2: you got to remember about Paul. Yeah, we all know Paul. He Paul's loves a great cranberry. guy. Oh, love fantastic! It's guy. his
1: first night where um, he's in charge
2: because
1: mm. obviously Jess is he's usually shaking Sunday him up, but he's he stepped up and it's called the
2: Darth Paul. Oh, I love it. And the band you've booked for the after party? Uh, we've booked the Monkeys. Oh. Original lineup. Original lineup. Wow! So we've got a few back from the dead.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's fantastic. In this place, we can do that.
2: Yeah, it's a magical place. It's beautiful. And what sort of songs they're playing? A bit of everything. Yeah, everything. Daydream believer. Yeah, they're doing requ- last for, trained for at a last train to Knoxville or wherever Clarksville. I don't know if they go to Knoxville. Yeah, but they will if you want them to. <laughs> if you're, if, yeah, sometimes I like to see the Wigs for you. <laughs> <laughs> so That's where that was. Um, it or, is Knoxville, Tennessee. So there's only. Two names coming in tonight, Dave. Uh, so you're on the stage. You're ready to hype them up. That's Here right. I'm mic. on the mic. All the other uh, inductees in the club are already standing around chanting uh, chanting the name of these two inductees, and Dave's hyping them up. So are you ready? Absolutely. Here we go. The two inductees this week, uh, firstly, from Oakland in California in the United States, it's Colony Strombeck. Whoa! Oh, this is a strong start tonight. Because <laughs> it's strong. Strong. Yeah. Oh,
1: did you say strong Beck?
2: Strong Beck.
1: Ah, oh, close enough. Pretty good. Strong and strong. <laughs> uh, killing me softly with his song. Killing me softly. Stroming my pain <laughs> with his fingers. Strom. Strong.
2: <laughs> and that's a positive. number. <laughs> that's a real hype up for Connelly. <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, secondly, from Canterbury in England, it's Charlie Cleary. Oh, I can see Cleary now. <laughs> Charlie is here. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Welcome into the club, Charlie and Connolly. Uh, Please make yourselves at home. That's a duo, Charlie and Connolly. Charlie and Connolly, please grab yourself a Darth Paul. (laughs) Kick back and enjoy. Uh, Anything else we need to tell before we go, Dave?
1: Uh, they can get in contact with us through our website, dugoonpod.com. That's where you can suggest a topic, and then we'll shout out to you when we inevitably get to it. We, we've committed to doing all 10,000 suggestions that are in there. You can uh, email us, com or contact us via following us on social media at dogoonpod. But I think... That's about it.
2: Yeah, please, Dave, put this baby home.
1: Hey, we'll be back next week with another fantastic episode. But until then, I say thank you so much for listening and Merry Krishmish and goodbye.
2: Later.